0: What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back to the ThruLine Podcast. Jay Larson here, October 3rd. Can you believe it? You can look at it a number of ways. I can't believe it's October already. Or you could look at it like, man, it's almost the end of the year. <clears throat> November and December and October and we're done. That's crazy town. Um, which will be a full year of doing this podcast. Uh, which, by the way... I want to give a shout out to all the Crab Feast fans that are listening or watching that have been here from, uh, from Jump Street, you know, a long time ago. So many people hit me up, uh, from the Crab Feast, and, uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that stopped listening after, uh, the Crab Feast was no more, and, uh... See you later to those people. And those of you that are listening, I appreciate you. You're the best. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to me. Everyone who hits me up on social media says that they're looking forward to the new episode. And I love that you guys are digging what I'm talking about and why I'm talking about it. You know what I mean? Why I'm talking about it. Before I get into that, <clears throat> everyone who follows on social, J.Larson Comedy, Instagram, J. Larson Comedy on Facebook. If you're more of a Facebook person, I'm taking a lot of videos, and they're going to start going over there. We're going to be doing more active things on uh, Facebook, because we've been killing it over on Instagram. I don't know if any of you followed, but I happened to uh, pick a guy's name out of a hat the other day, and by that, I mean I guessed the guy's name. No big deal. I am somewhat clairvoyant, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, Dates uh, 6th, 7th, and 8th, Hartford, Connecticut at the Hartford Funny Bone, 14th, 15th, 16th of November. That was November for Hartford. I'll be at Laugh Boston in Boston, obviously. Excuse me. And, uh, if you're coming out to, uh, Vermont, I'm so sorry, but I have to change that date. Uh, we're working on getting a new date. I don't know when it's going to be, but, uh, Sometimes things come up, you know what I mean? And in this case, it's a corporate gig, and sometimes you need to just... You got to move for those things because uh, you just have to. Um, But we're going to get a new date, and maybe it'll be sooner. I don't know. It all depends. And uh, if you're out there anywhere else and you want me to come there, hit me up, one, and then at the same time, hit up the club that you want me to come to because that always helps. And then you tell me, and I'll reach out to my rep, and I'll try and get there um, And then New Year's Eve Portland What up Very excited about going out to Portland um, For New Year's uh, Yeah So that's that um, Can't believe the year's almost over Anyway Crab Feast fans you're the best I appreciate all of you And, um, and all you ThruLine fans I, You know I've tried to like Think of something for what you, you are What are you a ThruLiner Are you a T-liner? You're a TL? Nothing sounds good. You can't force things like that. You know what I mean? Like, what am I going to do? It's it's never been my thing. I'm not good at naming things. I sold one TV show, and it was about a guy. You ready for this? It's very different from who I am. It was about a guy who had a wood shop, and he was outspoken against, like, the norm, and uh, I called it Against the Grain. What? Yeah. Best name I've ever come up with. Every other show I've sold, I uh, never had a name for. And I'm not good at that kind of thing. I'm not good at nicknames. You know, I asked people to call me diss when I was a kid. You know what I mean? I'm not good at that stuff. So, um, if you guys think of anything, let me know. I have some other things on the on the horizon that I'm working on that will play into, you know, what we do over here. Um But I'll tell you, the fall is coming. The fall is here. Look at the mug, baby. That's not a fall mug if you've ever seen one. That's as fall as it gets right there. And I love it. Uh, You know, the thing is, here's the thing. In Los Angeles, you don't really have time. Sometimes you, you don't realize that the seasons have even changed. Like years will go by because it's always sunny, but now that I've lived here long enough, it's the little tiny things, like all of a sudden, last night I'm coming home, did I have a show last night? No, where was I coming, oh, I did this like, uh, tried to do a fundraiser at my kid's school, no big deal, and uh, I was coming home from it, and I checked like the car, and it was like 58 degrees at night. And I was like, oh, my God, it's getting down into the 50s, baby. But even like when I was back home, like I can't wait to travel in November because it's going to be cold. And I love the idea of people like, oh, you go for walks all the time. It's because you live in L.A. No, it's not. If I lived anywhere else, I would go for walks. So my son had Monday off because it was the Jewish, uh, Jewish holiday. So public schools get it off. And he and I spent the day together, and I took him to this. There's this place called Will Rogers State Park, and it's this beautiful park. It's got a huge grass field. They have polo fields, and then there's hiking trails. And we hiked this two, two mile trail, and it was like unbelievable. Like the kid wanted a sweater. Middle of the day, it's cold, you're in the shade, you need a sweater. God, is there any, any better hammock weather in the world than fall? No, there isn't. There's not. This is the thing I like you guys understand this is the simple things. And I was out here in the, you know, the studio, if you will, and I found a bunch of these were like my favorite baseball cards I had in a plastic thing. Uh I think I'm missing one of them. But I I pitched this TV show once called one it was called one thing very creative title like i said and uh it was basically like if your house was burning down and you could take one thing out of it what would you take and then what was the story behind it and i was going to do it with celebrities and uh i had these baseball cards and now i'm looking through these i can't find the one that the story is but i have a nolan ryan rookie card uh somewhere around here not a rookie But I traded it for a Corey Snyder. It was like the best trade I've ever had. I got a Mark McGuire rookie here. Barry Bonds. You know, everyone who did steroids and now their cards are no longer of value. But let me tell you something. Barry Bonds would have... Bo Jackson rookie. Get the fuck out of my face. Bo Jackson, dude. Ken Griffey rookie. There's some good cards in here. No one cares about baseball cards anymore. Anyway... This is the card that when I when I pitched this show, I only pitched it one place, and this is when I was doing Best Bars in America. If you're a Best Bars fan and you're tuning in, what up, guys? What up? Um, so Esquire had a network, and I wanted to pitch this idea, this you know one thing, and so I talked about the Holiday Bakery sign, which you guys have seen, and then I talked about a baseball card, and I can't remember what the third thing was, but this was the baseball card, and this is a Ted Williams manager card from when he managed the uh, Washington Senators. So remember when the Nationals came back? By the way, it's baseball season. Playoffs are happening. The wild card just happened last night. Second one's tonight. I love playoff baseball. If you're a sports fan, I'm sure you do too. Nationals made it. So when they're giving a team back to the Nationals to Washington, D.C., people like what's going to be the senators they had the nationals i wanted to be the grays remember the grays it was a negro league team i thought it'd be dope anyway ted williams managed the senators and this was the first time he managed and he got manager of the year and he won like 85 games or something like that but then they told him ted williams was the best hitter maybe to ever live and that's why his head is frozen somewhere by the way That's happening. That is happening in our world. You think, everyone thinks something's normal. You think the world's normal? Ted Williams' head is frozen somewhere because his children thought it would be a good idea to freeze the man's brain for what? For what? For science. They're like, well, maybe they could bring, do you know how arrogant you are to think that your dad's good enough to be frozen? We're going to, he was a great hitter, okay? And, And he was a good fly fisherman okay he's in two hall of fames he's in the fly fishing hall of fame and he's in the that's a big deal um but like to have someone's head frozen get the fuck out of here do you know how crazy our world is that you can just get someone's head frozen like yeah let's just keep his head around dude just who knows what are you gonna do attach it to someone else's body take his brain out put it in something else use the dna it's so stupid and and gross and weird like what are you even doing like I think I'm going to be cremated when I die. I think that's what we're going to do. The idea of visiting me somewhere in the ground is just so weird. I just would rather be like, burn me up and then give my kids the ashes. And if they want to like scatter me somewhere, scatter me somewhere. <sighs> is this weird to talk about? Anyway, this baseball card, it was the last day I can remember hanging out with my dad and I feel like I was like nine or ten and I went to work with him and at this antique store that he worked at and I didn't really work I just kind of hung out walked around I was just there with him now you want to teach a kid patience be like oh yeah you're gonna go hang out in an antique store all day the only thing I remember I remember getting a meatball sub and I remember there was this room that was like This is another thing. It was wintertime, and antique stores are always drafty, you know what I mean? At least in the East Coast. They're drafty. They're like old floorboards. They're crickety. You know, some rooms have a heater, like a space heater or an air conditioner in the summer. You know, like there's no central anything. And I remember being in this one room where they had like all old newspapers and magazines because people collect those and it was all glass so like the sun was coming in. There's nothing better to me than being in the winter like snow, anywhere there's snow or it's cold and you're sitting inside and you can stand at the window and you see how cold it is outside but you're warm inside. <laughs> the best. Even if it's so cold that you're standing up against that window and you can feel the cold through the window but you're warm inside, the best. Anyway, I remember like walking down this like sunlit room, and it felt so warm—the sun on you, even though it was cold inside the building. And the meatball sub—I don't remember if I even just said that—but I had a meatball sub that day. It was the best. Like lunch got there, I was like oh, we're gonna finally eat lunch. But <clears throat> this is something else I've always loved. I love small spaces. Okay, I love tiny spaces. I love garages. I love attics. I love basements. I love. Cottages. I love cabins. I also love little tiny workspaces within a big workspace. At golf courses, where the cart barn guys sit, there's always a desk inside a huge garage. It's a little work area. At like a Marshall's, there's a jewelry counter or like a, you know, those little tiny jewelry counters. They get a buzz a little door, even like I just hop over it. I love those hilarious. And at antique stores, they have like. This place had, like, a center little spot where they had, like, a desk and a computer. Like, at a bookstore, where they have, like, the little spot where you go and check out. Any little tiny space. In comedy clubs, the little offices manager are always super cool spaces. That's where we worked this day, in this little space. That's where I ate my lunch. And I remember just, like, seeing people eating their lunch inside a workspace always seems appealing to me. Like, I love it. I love seeing, like, at an antique store, the guy's like, yeah, what do you need? yeah of course yeah hold on one second and she's like oh he's just eating that sandwich man it just looks like a great sandwich this is my big problem i always want to be in someone else's job i never want my life i always want other people's lives i'm a it doesn't even it's not even a greener grass situation you think some guy's working in an antique store eating a meatball sub has a greener grass than i have no i just love other people's lives Anytime I drive by a hair salon at 9:30 night and I see someone getting their hair cut, I'm like, that person gets it. I want their life. Anytime I see God, name it, I don't know. like you go to a I remember in New York there was this guy in, in a brownstone. He had walked down steps into a little tiny repair shop where he fixed lamps. I'm like, I want that guy's life. I just love seeing other people's lives and being like, "Oh yeah, that'd be fun. You know I just it's interesting to me. So anyway, we're sitting there that day, and uh, at the end of the day, my dad was like, you can pick out one thing for up to $20 for, you know, what you want to get paid. And now that I'm telling you this story, I realize it's not this card. It was a Hank Aaron card. Hank Aaron was one of my favorite. All my idols as a kid were black. All of them. I did a paper on... Martin Luther King was my jam. I tried to read as much about Martin Luther King when I was a kid. <clears throat> that's all I cared about all I cared about was Martin Luther King I did a paper on OJ Simpson I mean who knew uh, I did a paper on Jesse Owens I loved MLK I loved Hank Aaron Hank Aaron was like he was the home run king but he played for the Braves and I played for the Braves I was in Little League I played for the Braves for like four, four years and I loved Hank Aaron so there was this Hank Aaron card it was 20 bucks wasn't his rookie it was like later on But it was a, you know, Hank Aaron card. And in that, sorry guys, I have like a throat issue. (sighs) This Hank Aaron card was a miscut. If you know anything about baseball cards, sometimes when it goes through the... the, They print them in sheets and then they cut them. So the border around the card will be thick on one side and super thin on the other. And that's what this was. So they're not as worth as much. It was a miscut. So when I'm pitching this TV show and I have this card... I'm talking about how it's a miscut and I break down that like my whole relationship with my dad was a miscut this was the last time I saw him it was this this card and I never saw him again and my life was a miscut with him Our relationship was a miscut and uh, <clears throat> anyway I had the woman in tears and I had these like other cards my, my dad gave me these when I was like 36 I saw my dad since that time as far as I can recall And uh, he gave me a bunch of these old baseball cards Because like, that's like the one thing he knew I liked They weren't worth anything But when I had this meeting I gave this woman a Hank Aaron baseball card It, was in, it wasn't in great shape I'm not just giving away Hank Aaron cards And uh, She took the card and started crying And she's like My husband's favorite team Are the Braves The Brewers but it used to be the Milwaukee Braves. I can't remember what the situation was. Correct me if I'm wrong. But Hank Aaron, like, it was sentimental to her. And um, years later, two years later, we went in and we pitched a crab feast show, uh, Ryan Sickle, Sickle, cell and I, and um, we were pitching this TV show based on our podcast. And when we went in, that woman was there, and she's like, I still have that baseball card um, on our, like, I forget where she had it, but I was like, yeah, it's a great goddamn idea, honey. But I would never say honey because what is this, the 50s and I'm a total chauvinist. Anyway, I used to love collecting baseball cards. That was a thing. This is how bad I am with money. You want to know how bad I am with money? Still to this day, <clears throat> this is something I did when I was a kid. We all used to. It's unbelievable when you think about it. This is how bad I am with money. When we were kids, we used to trade baseball cards, right? And we would ride our bike everywhere. And my buddy Rye Young would always find places to go. He'd be like, "Oh, there's a there's a baseball card shop in Wubun. We just gotta ride our bikes." Sixth grade, we would ride our bikes five miles to another town to a baseball card shop. So we'd all get together our best cards and we would take them. And I had this update set, so it would come out in the middle of the year. So like, if rosters, if guys had added people to their teams, it would get updated and this update said it had an Ellis Burks rookie card in it I went to the shop the guy wouldn't buy anything he's like you want to sell that Ellis Burks card out of the set I would take away the set to sell this card and I just wanted a sale I sold it for like a dollar 25 i I'm like yeah I'll sell it D- the dumbest thing ever but I just wanted a sale that's who I am that's who I am I don't care about money I just care about cool things I wanted to have a sale man and I sold that damn card Greatest trade I ever made with a baseball card? I'll tell you right now. I traded a 1988 Olympic Corey Snyder. Okay? I remember being in the backyard at my picnic table trading cards with Adam Walker. He had a 1969 Nolan Ryan Mets card. He was on the Mets. And it was like his fourth year in the league or something like that. I think he was Angels and Mets. And then, you know, became an Astro down the road. And they were both worth $7 in a Beckett. You had this guy that would tell you what cards are worth. They were both were 7 bucks, and I traded them straight up. Nolan Ryan for Corey Snyder, both were 7 bucks. Kind of a baller move on my part. And uh, I, they're both probably worth nothing now, but... What can you do? I used to love trading baseball cards. I used to just love baseball cards. It was the greatest thing in the world. And that's what I wonder, like, what do kids do now? You just, like, what, collect apps? Is that what you do? You collect apps? So funny how, like, so much of my life took place within, like, five square miles when I was a kid like that. You would just, like, there was this kid, Eric Butters, whose dad used to sell baseball cards out of the back of his house. He didn't, like, have a storefront. He just had this little area, and he would, like, sell cards, and we'd go buy cards there and stuff. So weird. Which, by the way, the other day, I'm driving through a neighborhood and there's a crossing guard sitting in a chair, little crossing guard sitting in a chair, looking at their phone, got the crossing guard uni, they got the stop sign, here comes a kid, pops up, gets the stop sign up, and I was like, that's what I'm going to do when I'm older. When I'm retired, I am going to be a crossing guard. Mark my words. Mark my words. I always said when I was young, when my kids are in school, I'm going to be involved. I'm I'm setting up shows. I'm going to do a fundraiser for my kids' school. So many things. I always said I'm going to have a little workshop in my garage. What what do you think I'm doing right here? I will be a crossing guard. Ask yourself right now, what are you going to do when you're old? What are you going to do? I can't wait to retire. I'm going to be a crossing guard. Ask yourself what you're going to be. I'm going to be a guy like I am now who sits in the front steps and drinks coffee. I always wanted to be the guy who walked this kid to school with this coffee mug from home. That's what I do now. What are you going to do? Think about this. If I'm a crossing guard, which I will be, I am going to sit there in a chair and then I'm going to have a little table. Okay? And on that table... I'm going to have flowers. I'm going to have an area, dude. I'm going to have a little area. I'm going to have flowers. I can't wait. Here's it. I'm going to be a crossing guard when I'm older, and I'm going to have a chair and a little table. I'm going to have flowers. I'm going to have my coffee in like a thermos, and then there was this one crossing guard. I never had her, but she was on the other side of my town, and my friends have her, and sometimes I'd go home with them, and I'd see her. On Friday, she'd give everyone a piece of candy. What? Yeah. So... I'm going to have a bowl of candy because I'm going to give out candy. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe I just give out English muffins. You know what I mean? Buttered English muffins. I just want a little setup. Something I like about a little outdoor setup. You know? It's what I... God, little outdoor things. I can't wait for that. I mean, this is what life is should be. You should be focused on these kind of things. You know? The other thing I want to do... This is the other thing. I'm hoping that if... I want to have a guy friend when I'm older, and I'm talking like 80s. We live in the same town, and we go meet for coffee in the morning. I'd love it to be my wife, but I don't think she drinks coffee. You know what I mean? She does. She doesn't. She goes on and on. I want to be able to go somewhere and be like, you ever see like, ever go into like a little restaurant or an Italian deli or a coffee shop, and there's four old guys sitting there drinking coffee, playing cards? You see it all the time at golf courses, like at the end of a round, they just sit there and they play cards. I'm like, oh, that's the dream. That's the dream. Just sitting there playing cards. My, when my wife and I used to travel before kids, we'd always bring a deck of cards and we'd bring Yahtzee. And we would like, I remember sitting in this like courtyard in Sweden drinking rosé with my wife with a cheese plate playing Yahtzee or rummy. Those are the two things. And I'm like, what's better than this? Nothing. There's nothing better than that. Got a little booze, got a little food. You get the person you love and then you're playing a game. Oh, forget it. Like I played whist as kids. We played whist. It's a great card game. If you've ever played Hearts or Spades or Euchre, it's like that, except it's a little more I don't know if it's more complex, but it's more complex. I'm not trying to sound like I'm better than you, but I'm better than you. And I always wanted to like get my wife into it like, hey, like get my friends into like let's all learn how to play whist because I missed the game so much, and then start doing it once a week. But I don't know what it is. Like, what did what were people doing back in the day that that's what they did? I just look at my friend's schedules. Everyone is so crazy. Everyone's crazy. The world moves so fast now, and we have all these little things that help us. They're not helping us. They're just making you have more things and then no one's ever slowing down being like yeah we do this thing once a week we get together we play cards i don't even know who i like enough i don't even know if i have people in my life that i like enough that i want to be like yeah i want to see them every week every week (laughs) it's a little much okay it's a little much i don't like myself enough you know what i mean i need to check out mentally because i can't even like myself enough that i want to be around myself every day get the Come on. It's too much. This is the great thing about being married. Because people always talk about what, you know, they, they take a knock on marriage or they cut down on marriage. Yeah, I get it. But it's little things. The other day, yesterday, I'm out here doing work. My wife's at home. She works from home when she's home. She comes out here with a hot dog in a bun and goes, you want a hot dog? Now, did I want a hot dog? No. Had I even thought about a hot dog? No. But my wife brought me a hot dog in a toasted bun with yellow mustard on it. And I was like, there's nothing else in the world I want right now except this goddamn hot dog. And that's the little thing about marriage that you're not getting if you're not married. Or if you're not getting that in your life every once in a while. Now, is this every day? Hell no. But every once in a while, a hot dog with mustard? Now, people ask me, how do you do your hot dog? This is how I do it. Yellow mustard. And I'm not talking about Gouldens. That's brown mustard. All the hot dog little stands in New York, they all have a yellow thing of mustard out. And I'll be like, hey, do you have any yellow mustard? They go, yeah. And you grab it. And it's not. It's Gouldens or you know brown mustard. Whatever that is. That's what it is. I want yellow mustard. Okay? On my hot dog, I go ketchup, yellow mustard, relish, if everything's available. That's how I was raised. That's just what it is. People who are ketchup only, I don't get you. I don't get you. If you put tomatoes on your hot dog, Chicago, Chicago dog. Nope, I don't get you. How do you do your dog, huh? How do you do your dog, Every now and then, give me a tangy, tangy mustard. I'm cool with it, but nothing... What, a yellow mustard? You get that. It's get that little that little bite to it, you know? Then you go ketchup for the sweet, and then the relish is just an extra bonus. You got to be careful, though. The relish can cool down your hot dog. You don't want to cool it down. And if you can get that toasted roll, that's huge. It's the steamed bun. Oh, they steam the bun. I just don't ever get this, like, play, people that, like... How many different ways can you do a hot dog that's going to like blow your mind? Like a Chicago dog, it might be the dumbest thing that I've ever heard for like a city having a food. You know what I mean? New York, everyone's going to talk about pizza and bagels. Let me tell you something. The bagels in New York are insane. It's, It's just, they're better than anywhere. Anywhere. Okay. Two. I love New York style pizza. I just love it. I feel like there's so many places in New York you can just go in, get a slice of pizza, and be like, yeah, this is an amazing pizza. Now, is it like the best pizza I've ever had? No, but I love it in New York. I love knowing, like there's next to Stand Up New York on the Upper West Side, there was a great pizza place I used to love to go to, and then there's that famous pizza shop right by the Comedy Cellar in New York, which is awesome as well. But there's also like 60 of those places around the city, you know? Then you got the bagels and the, and the pizza. Otherwise, in New York, there's just amazing food everywhere, okay? Boston, you have clam chowder. People always talk about the clam chowder guy and lobster rolls. There's another thing I always talk about, belly clams. You can get belly clams in Massachusetts. You can't get those anywhere else. Other than that, you know, there's a bunch of stuff. Chicago, everyone's with their deep dish pizza. Yeah, okay, I've had it. It is good. Listen, I'm not. I love Chicago. I'm not ripping on it, but I just don't understand a Chicago dog. I just don't. I I just don't understand it. Why do you need? Why why do you? Nobody wants tomatoes on things. On a hot dog, why? Just go ketchup. What is the point of this tomato or a pickle? You're gonna go a pickle on a hot dog? No, you go relish. You're just like. Chicago you're like two steps behind everybody else we cut out the tomatoes and we did ketchup and we cut out the pickles and we did and then what do you have it like on a you have something like a poppy seed bun or something no what's the why do you need this big bun get in the way listen I'm cool with cool buns but whatever you know what else is there you know anyway Everyone's got their thing. I'm just saying a Chicago dog seems like a ridiculous idea to me because it's just like you're just bulking up a dog. Why are you bulking up a dog? They put it into a sauce, man. You know, they call it ketchup. They call it mustard. They call it relish. You don't need all this. Anyway, how do you do your hot dog? I was thinking the other day of like what so like you know like you try and skimp on stuff when you're an adult and you have kids or you try to get healthy things like there's this like healthy brand at Whole Foods that makes like Cheez-Its you know what I mean they're Cheez-It and we get it sometimes because we go to Whole Foods they don't sell Cheez-Its there they sell this thing so I get them the other day I grab a couple and I'm like fuck off not even close It's the same thing, same shape, same color. Nowhere near even close to how good Cheez-Its are. Not even close. And I don't care if there's junk in there. I don't care. Do I think you should eat some healthy alternatives to food? Sure. Another one, English muffins. You ever had another English muffin that isn't Thomas's? Have you ever had an English muffin that isn't Thomas's? I'm sure it's adequate. But then you have a Thomas's and you're like, oh, my God. No question. There is no question that Thomas's is the only English muffin that you're ever going to want to have because it's the greatest thing in the world. My mother-in-law won't even cut an English muffin. She has to pull it apart because she wants those nooks and crannies. They sold you on that. Dude, pull apart an English muffin by Thomas's and feel how moist. Yeah, I say moist. That muffin is Oh, it's unreal. Let me tell you something I could do without for the rest of my life and it would not bother me. Ready? Biscuits. I know. I know. <laughs> I know some of you are upset. I know you're a lot of biscuit fans out there. I don't. I'm not. I'm just not. Maybe I haven't had good ones. Like, I know in the South they make like crazy good biscuits. I just never cornbread yes I love a good cornbread you know what else you make a terrible cornbread I I want you out of my goddamn life because it seems like why the best cornbread I've had and then versus the worst you're like why would you ever make it like this now it's a big controversy with me and my friends at Thanksgiving because we all do a family Thanksgiving okay I like stuffing one way and it's got to be moist you start throwing first of all why do you need sausage in your stuffing Who was the person that said, go throw sausage? Shut up. Some things need to be basic. Onions, celery, bread, milk. You got stuffing. One thing in Massachusetts we have, Bell's Seasoning. Look it up. Only in Massachusetts. The company's been around since like the 1700s. It's in a little box, Bell's Seasoning. And I remember my sister one time said, like, why does everyone love Nana's stuffing so much? It's on the side of the seasonings box, the recipe. It's not like some fancy recipe. Exactly. And that's what we love about it. We don't, everyone thinks you need to get so crazy with stuff. You don't. You know what I mean? You don't. Basic. Just basic. A hamburger, a good hamburger is just Basic. God who doesn't love a good burger I mean I think I could talk about food I'm trying to get back on the healthy eating And that's probably why I'm like so food obsessed right now Because I just Another thing that I don't think we realize Pepsi is just a knockoff Pepsi is a knockoff That took it to the next level That's all they are Think about all the knockoffs out there I'll give you an example You ever had a gummy bear that's not a real gummy bear And you're like "Ah, "All right." it's a sweet or a Swedish fish that isn't a Swedish fish, you know what I mean? You're just like, oh okay, someone made a knockoff. it's a it's a it's a you know it's like the Kmart version of things or the discount version. We would always get discount cereals as kids like if you get like discount like kicks, fine, okay, you know. Uh, You ever had discount, uh, god damn it, what are they, Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Go away. You are not Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, god damn, what a cereal, huh? Am I wrong? But what I'm saying is, what was the other thing I just said? Pepsi, that's all they were. They were some knockoff soda company, and they just they just kept pushing it. They took a market. Coke, that's how powerful Coke is. Coke is, you know, recognizable everywhere. Pepsi came in and was like, yo, we're going to do this shit too, dude. We're going to take exactly what you did, but we can't take your recipe, so we'll make something close. And it, they just they drove it home. They just drove it home. And now now look it. I'm just saying. I'm not, you know, it's whatever, but... Certain things should just be certain things And Coca-Cola is the only thing in the world That you really need to have It's unbelievable It is so damn good It's unbelievable um, This is something I wanted to share Obviously a lot of you You know that's why I, I was talking earlier you, I, We have Crab Feast fans that listen in Best Bars in America Some of you just know me from stand-up I don't know I'd be interested to know how you know me I had a moment this week I had a moment Sunday night. I did a show. Well, Saturday night I was at the comedy store, which is my home club and it's the best club in the world. And it's amazing just being there. And every time I get to perform there or my name's on the marquee, I'm just like blown away. So I was there for Saturday, uh, Friday. I was also there Sunday. I was at the laugh factory. Now I wasn't at the laugh factory because the laugh factory just doesn't book me for some reason. I mean, I have the second most popular video on their entire website, but whatever. Um, but they do a show Sunday nights called chocolate Sundays. And it was always a very black show back in the day. And now they're like, you know, they, when I asked to do the show, they're like, you know, it's not really as black as everyone thinks. And I was like, Oh, I just want to do the show. Now I was the only white comic on the show. And it's a predominantly, I would say the audience was 90% ethnic black or otherwise, and 10% white. And, uh, Maybe the best audience I've ever performed of in my life It was insane The energy was amazing uh, And I loved every goddamn second of it I mean there's nothing I like more than Just hanging with black people Because for me as a kid There was no black people around I always just felt like I almost like felt out of place Around black people I didn't know how to like Talk to black people And I was never really in an environment And I don't say I said really But I wasn't ever where I was the minority amongst black people, or otherwise, and uh, man, there's something freeing about it. Now I understand. I, I I don't understand, but if you're black and you were in an all-white school or a predominantly white school, maybe that was tougher than, or tougher if you were white being all black. I have no idea. I just know that, like as an adult, to be in an environment where I can just be. And have it be a place that isn't comfortable, not comfortable, but uh, um, stereotypically white, I guess, I don't know. There's just something I love about it. I mean, I've talked about being in Atlanta and how much I love like the amount of diversity that's there and just like, ah, oh, just feels like easy. you know, It's just easy on me. And that's how this show felt. And then Monday, I did Largo, which is, I would say the audience is probably 90% white and the lineup was 100% white, and I went and did the same exact set in two completely different environments, and they both resonated, and it just like something hit me, I'm like, oh, we all just want to laugh at the end of the day, this isn't some, I'm not some, uh, you know, (laughs) this isn't about like, let's all get along, but at the end of the day, yeah, let's all get along. It was the best feeling in the world, knowing like, oh, you can just you you can do your material, you don't have to change it, it doesn't have to be different, it can be exactly what you want it to be, and it was, and I loved every second of it, and uh for me, I like <clears throat> I said to sickler, uh I'm like, dude, who else do you know that's doing chocolate Sunday on Sunday and then going to Largo on Mondays like nobody I'm like I'm sure there are plenty of comics that have done both or can do both but just felt great to just go do one and then go do the other and know like it just gave me some reinforcement like yeah you're doing the right thing and it was like let's let's do Chocolate Sunday more because that was the most fun I've ever had you know what it is about an audience that has that great of energy or that's laughing that hard or that into it it's a confidence it's a confidence that they're there to do they're there to participate and laugh. And that's what going to a comedy show is. You're participating, you're laughing, you're you're being a part of the show without being a part of the show. And man. I need to participate more. You ever get that feeling? You're just like, Man, how do I participate more? I gotta camp. I gotta camp. Like that's I was looking at this. <clears throat> I didn't even think about this. That says 2019 goals. So I always like, I'm a goal-oriented dude. And I think it was because, I don't know what it was. I just, I think, my mom gave me these pads of paper. I mentioned it before. I found them like week in the life, day in the life, month in the life, or moment in the life of Jay Larson. They were labeled. And uh, I just felt like, oh... If I write goals out every year, it just gives me something to work towards. And and I never had like a boss. You know what I mean? There's no boss in comedy being like, are you doing this? So it was like writing out these goal these goals. And I'm looking at it and uh I haven't done any of them. i f- said I wanted to finish this script. I did. Uh write. I didn't write this. I don't know why it's highlighted. I finished my yard. Uh, I started doing. I put down like I wanted to do more one-on-one activities with my kids. And for me, I love this saying, "I don't know what I think till I hear what I say." So for me, if I say it or I write it down, it like it just becomes something that will happen, you know. And that's something that I did keep exploring. Weekend trips we don't really do because we have so much. Our life is so crazy that when everyone's home, we just like let's do nothing. Uh, I wanted to volunteer. I guess I kind of do that with the benefits that I do for my kids' school. Stand up four nights a week. Do it. Uh, nope. Didn't do that. Try to get in this festival. Did not. Book more acting work. Nah, eh, did some. Uh, write this script. Didn't. Sell this show. We didn't. We're still waiting to hear if we have like an offer on it. Make something. No, I didn't. You know how hard it is to make. It's not hard. It's not hard. It's not a good way to think. To make something, I mean, shoot something, make a video or a show or something. It's, it's. It can be tough, but you just if you just put your mind to it, you can do it. I put down to do a mud run. I didn't do a mud run, but I want to do one so bad. I've had this injury, to be honest with you. It's I'm in pain right now sitting here talking to you. I have been. I don't know what it is. I went to a physical therapist. I spent over it was $180 a visit. And I think I went fifteen times. That's almost three grand and it's still not fixed. And I'm just like, well, I'm never going there again uh meditate daily just got back into my meditation but it's i put more involved i want to do like some group meditations anyone out there ever done a group meditation anyone that i i talk to that's like going through stuff i'm like have you ever tried meditating and and don't don't tell me you're using a goddamn app because that's not what i'm talking about i did yoga for a little while ever do yoga i don't know Maybe get back into that. You know what? I'm like, I went back to the gym today for the first time in a while, and I'm like, "You're old, dude. You're like, it's been a while since I was working out, but I got to get back to it because I got to just do it." I put on here to get my friend a New Year's gift. I have a friend that I want to get a New Year's gift from, and I'm going to. And then remember my kid, my nephew's birthday. I'm going to save a certain amount of money. I'm close. I'm close to that. Uh, I put down this is a goal: golf once every two weeks. Listen, you got to golf once or two. (laughs) I want to be at a place where I can just golf whenever I want, and it should be a goal to like golf more. I want to be a camper. God damn it. How do I become a camper? (sighs) I mean, who's out there? Are you guys booking goals? or what family things should I be looking at because I feel like I'm going to start posting little videos of things that I do with the family and how we do them and why I do them but I'd love to know things that you guys are doing share it with me I share my cooking I cook like crazy for these kids I don't even know what time I started this and I think that that's something that we should do more of you know cuz when you eat as a family like how many people are eating in front of the TV are you doing that or are you just eating with the kids I feel like I'm part of me is like Are you doing stuff too old school, bro? Or are you not doing them old school enough? You know what I mean? We eat as a family. No TV. We talk. We discuss the day. That's what we do. You know, how do we do more of that? I don't know. I feel like I'm giving you guys a lot of things to think about. Here's the deal. I love that you listen. Please keep sharing. And... Tell me things you want me to talk about and I'll make sure that we're going to talk about them uh, on next week's episode. Hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. Please share it. If you if I post a video on Instagram, share it. If I post an, a video on Facebook, please share it. The more you share for me, the better the, the, the episodes will get. And uh, that's all I got for you guys. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you guys next week.